What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Truth. Um, I'm so thankful um, that I get to get to be back with y'all tonight. Um, I pray to God that he would just speak um, through me during this episode. Um, because this episode, I'm going to be talking about the void of the heart. The title is The Void of the Heart. Um, and if you are taking notes, if you want to grab a notepad, I recommend it if you just want to sit and listen. But basically, I'm going to be talking about just a human heart and how we I believe personally that God created every single human being um, that is breathing on this earth. He designed us. He knows us by name. He knows our motives. He knows our hearts. He knows every hair on our head. He knew us since the beginning of time. Um, and basically, we're talking about a void. Um, the definition of void is very simple. Um, void means something that's empty. It's emptiness. And basically, the reason why this is going to be relevant to today's episode is because we're going to be talking about how a life without God, we we always have this void. Um, and the point of this is to address the fact that, like, let's just take religion out of it. Let's just take Christianity out of it for a moment. Let's just let's just let's just have this mindset that there is this God, right? There's this God that created the earth, that created all of us. It's not even just about the religion aspect, the understanding, the deep theology. Let's just focus on God during this episode because it's going to make sense. When we get done talking about this tonight, it's going to make sense to your hearts. Now I want you to keep in mind that I don't want to sugarcoat anything on this episode. We are all sinners. We are all broken. We don't deserve an eternity with God. We all have that emptiness. We all used to live a life and still are living a life to where we have selfish desires. We are constantly trying to live for the world and seek approval from it. We're constantly seeking things of this world to leave us empty. And today, I just want to talk about that and just talk about what that looks like. Um, so if you have um, your Bible, um, a Bible app, or if you don't have your Bible, it's fine. We're going to read some scripture. So Isaiah 55, verse 1 through 7, it says, God says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you were, surely you will summon nations you know not of, and the nations you do not know will come running to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endured you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, he will freely pardon. Guys, I want y'all to understand this passage of scripture. You see, it's the title of this chapter that hits me invitation to the thirsty he says come all who are thirsty come to the waters come buy wine and milk without money and without cost why spend money on what is not bread 
You see, guys, we're getting a picture right here. We're seeing how God is communicating to his people. He is telling him, you cannot satisfy your own soul alone, but I can. God is telling them, I can. These things are temporarily, and God is just trying to communicate that to his people. And that's why I love just the beginning context, invitation to the thirsty, come all who are thirsty. Come all who are thirsty. You see, we're, we're beginning to see God's character. We're beginning to see how he's literally putting himself in front of them, letting them know that I want you. I want a relationship with you. I want to satisfy you. I know what you need. God knows what we need. And I just want to communicate that to y'all and let y'all know that this scripture makes it very clear. God's word is very crystal clear. There's no doubt about it. He knows that there are souls that are still thirsty. As people who are seeking the world, as we're seeking the world, we're thinking that the world is satisfying our thirst, but in reality it's not. We're lying to ourselves. We're trying so hard to point fingers at God, thinking that we need a physical appearance to understand his existence. But it's a lie. Because quite frankly, none of us will be able to handle the real physical presence of the Lord. Let's just praise God that we don't have a physical appearance and he allows us to have unity in a relationship with him right now. I just want to talk about um, the things of this world, the things that we try to satisfy our own heart with, because I realize that we can't do it on our own. And I just want to break it down to a reality part of it. I don't want to, you know, we're not just going to talk about just the religion aspect. We're going to talk about the humanity side of it. But there are things of this world that we try to satisfy our void with. And it leaves us nothing but empty and broken. Let's start with relationships. Some people try to fill that void with relationships. A life without God, you're trying to seek approval from people. But let me ask you this. If you're in a relationship right now, what would your life be like if you were to leave that relationship? How would you feel? How broken would you feel? How empty would you feel if you lost that loved one out of your life? And relationships doesn't even have to be dating. It can be friendships. It can be family. It can be people like if you were to lose a friend, if you were to stop being friends with someone because of something happened. Because you tried to seek that approval of a relationship so bad to fill that void. So when people let you down, what do you have? You have nothing. It's a simple concept, and I think you get what I'm going with this, with the void and the temporary things of the world. Um, let's talk about 
worldly goals and achievements. You've been building your life on this foundation of something that is not even promised. You're going, you're, you're building your foundation on trying to get a college degree. But if you were to drop out, if you were to fail, if you were to give up on college, well, that was your foundation. So what do you have now? You're trying to live for your parents' dream over your life. But when you don't achieve that goal, when you're when you don't make it to the dream that they wanted you to go so bad, and then when you finally fall, you're still empty. You still have that void. Because you're trying to build your foundation on something that does not serve an eternal purpose. That's why, and I'm not, and I'm not discrediting earthly responsibilities. You're missing the point. The point is when you try to fill this void with this idea that, oh, the American dream, I have to do this, I have to become successful, I have to become rich, I have to do all these things. It's emptiness. Because you're leaving, this is God out the picture right now. God is out the picture. We're focusing on the, the things of the world. Pornography. The enemy glorifies that. Something that the world normalizes. You're trying to satisfy yourself with this, this industry, this, this website that does no good for the mind and the soul. You use this as a way to escape reality. You use this as a way to try to fill that happiness, that void of satisfaction. But when you have this conscious thinking, you're like, what did I just do? Why is this not making me happy? Why is this not pleasing? Because it's of the world. It's not lasting forever. So are you trying to fill that void with that? We have money, We're trying to fill that void with money. I'm not saying money's not good. We need money for clothes, for food, for shelter, for transportation. Money is great. But it gets dangerous when this becomes a desire, idolatry of just wanting something so bad. You desire money. Money is your God. Money is something you just crave. You just have to have it. But that still will not satisfy you. And I'll never forget this. I, I was. Listen to a YouTube video and this guy said he was so wealthy, his family was rich, and he said, but a life without God, for some reason, it was something always missing in his heart. He had everything, but yet it still wasn't enough. And that was his testimony how the money is the root of all evil, how money isn't what it says it is or what it looks like. So are you trying to fill that void with money? manifestation of false religions let's talk about the idea that there are 2000 religions out there are you trying to fill that void with religion are you trying to fill this void with things that only makes you feel good rather if that is evil eyes tat cards um you know your own spiritual you know trying to connect with the nature or anything that's out of the norm of god you're trying to satisfy your soul with these things that don't even hold value these false religions these manifestations that don't even hold value 
It's only self-glorification. It's wickedness. How, how can a sinner satisfy another sinner? How can a broken person satisfy their own brokenness? It doesn't make sense. So you see the concept of how a life without God, this is what it's looking like. This is, these are the things that we are trying to satisfy that void with. Let's talk about sex. Something that the enemy has perverted, something that the enemy is trying so hard to make make it seem like it's just normal. You should do it. It's satisfying. But truthfully, this is one of the most dangerous and heartbreaking things that people try to do to satisfy that void. Something that people are craving. You just want desperately so bad for the feel good. You want it to temporarily satisfy your mind and your body. And then when it's over, when you realize that after your five bodies are you doing all these things with all these people, it's like, well, now I feel empty. I feel broken. I don't feel enough. It's because you look what you're chasing after. It doesn't do anything for you fully. You're only feeding your flesh. You're not feeding the spirit. And honestly, the last thing that I want to talk about that's something that we try to fill our void with is ourselves and some of you probably like Randon what do you mean we're trying to fill it with ourselves let me explain when we idolize ourselves make it seem like we are all on God when we try to make it seem like this is my life I can do what I want I can make my own self happy. I can do what I want. You're a sinner and you're broken. You're trying to fulfill your own brokenness. How can something broken fill something that's broken? It doesn't make sense. And now y'all see that this is the concept of what a life without God looks like. This is what a life without a relationship with God looks like. But let me make this very clear because I don't want y'all to get confused. I'm not saying that the things of this world isn't a temptation. That's a difference. I'm not saying that we will never struggle with these things as temptations. They will always be here. They will always be temptations. But I think it becomes dangerous when these become things that we still desire truthfully other than God. We chase after these things. That's what makes it different. So the whole concept of, I don't want to submit to religion, you're not submitting to the religion. Jesus died for the brokenhearted. He died for sinners. He did not come here for the religion. As a matter of fact, Jesus was hated and, and stopped by religious people. So that argument is gone. When are we going to understand that God wants a personal relationship with us? He wants to satisfy our desires, as mentioned in scripture earlier. So I'm going to leave y'all with these questions. One, after everything that I've talked about today, if you are listening to this, rather if you are a non-believer, you believe in God, but you don't live a life for God. You, you believe, you, you have a mere belief, whatever. Or better, even if you are a believer, let me ask you then, what are these things that you are seeking? 
that you desire so much. Let me ask you this. Ask yourself, look in the mirror or just sit and ask yourself, is this satisfying me? Am I okay? Honestly, ask yourself, am I okay? Are any of these things hurting me? Are any of these things hurting people? You know, I think a lot of times we need a reality check more than just talk about. Sometimes we really need to ask ourselves and examine our own lives and ask, what is it? What is stopping you from surrendering your life to God right now? Don't use the excuse, it's the religion. Don't use the excuse you don't know. You know, sometimes I think it's a moral battle, not a not an intellectual battle. You see, we're not going to know everything about God, but that's not the reason why we give our life to him. We're his children. God is the father. We don't know everything about God, but we know enough that he is worthy. And some of you may need to hear this tonight. And I'm glad that I get to talk about this with all of you, regardless of what you believe in. But you cannot ignore the fact that regardless if you know God or not, regardless if you reject him, if you don't care, if you want to live a lukewarm life, we are all broken. We are all sinners. But are you truly okay with living a life without God being present? Rest on that and please reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want to talk um, or leave comments, um, whatever you want to do. But ask yourself, what is the void that I'm trying to fill it with? I'm not letting God love y'all thank y'all for listening and um i can't wait to see what the lord does peace